Before the start of the episode, this is just a disclaimer. Episode 13 is now a Christmas special, rather than Marvel, due to technical difficulties and time frame. Thank you. Hi everyone, welcome back to So What Are We Watching? I'm John Paul. And I'm Andrew. And welcome to the Christmas special. Um, in this episode, obviously later on, we'll be discussing our films that we kind of recommend for you know watching around Christmas. Which you know, I'm not surprised that you already know what type of genre films I'm going to be saying for. And I'm a very much cheesy guy for Christmas films, yeah, so, so you quite, will get the best recommendations from me. So quite the opposite, actually. Um, but before we do that, John, what have you been watching? Well, I mean, in the spirit of Christmas, of course, I have to watch a Christmas Carol. But not any other classic version. It's a new one on Netflix, which stars Luke Evans, Jonathan Price, and Olivia Coleman. And surprisingly, it's a very new take on A Christmas Carol to some extent. It obviously retells that classic story, but I much appreciated how they sort of show these futures that do happen after Scrooge makes his decisions. But yeah, it's just a fun film. It's nice, the visuals are stunning, the animation's amazing, and the actors are amazing in their roles and I feel like they definitely embody Scrooge the ghost of Christmas past present and what is to come and Marley but yeah it's a really good film I didn't even know they, they introduced one on Netflix me neither I mean I was just I was just browsing through Netflix and all of a sudden I saw Scrooge a Christmas carol and then it said like the Netflix original logo in the corner and I thought I'll give it a try but yeah I couldn't recommend it I couldn't recommend it more to anyone if, if you want a new film to watch definitely watch that on Netflix but Andrew, I'm going to keep that one short and sweet. What have you been watching? Uh, well, in the protest of the Christmas spirit, because, you know, um, I'm not too much of a Christmas suit person anyway, I decided, yeah, horror film. Um, oh, in classic Andrew spirit. On Disney Plus, actually. So, you know, I mean, at least it's, it's I mean, it's not child friendly at all. I'm no, not going to say that. Um, on a child friendly platform to some extent, though. Yeah. On a child-friendly platform, maybe don't show it to your kids. But I watched the new Barbarian, which was actually... It wasn't long ago that it was in cinemas. It was like about a month ago that it was in cinemas. Um, it stars Bill Skarsgård, Justin Long, and Georgina Campbell in what's I think, is like an hour, two-hour-long film that is a little bit slow at first, but then it has the right amount of, of intensity. I think a lot of people didn't really know what they were going to expect from watching this film, and neither did I actually, but um, I, I enjoyed it. It was quite a, you know, suspenseful, like, kind of gritty horror that's not... Perfect to watch around Christmas time. Yeah, yeah, you know, perfect to watch around the dark, um, <laughs> too, you know, it, it's cold and all that, so I'll just watch a horror film. Um, so, But obviously, I can't really spoil too much about this, but... You know, and I think it's probably works on a smaller budget too, actually. But this is like... Is it a relatively new film, then? Yeah, it is relatively new. This is this came out this year, actually. And I wanted to go see it, as well as a bunch of other films, but I didn't get the chance. But then Disney Plus was like, oh, it's on Disney Plus now. You can watch him. So I thought, why not? Uh, the cinematography that, for this is absolutely beautiful, actually. It's very, very well done. Uh, some of the scares, too, and all that. And just, you know, it's a a little bit emotional to be fair too actually as a horror like you kind of feel like sympathy and like empathy and all that 
No, there isn't really too much I can say about this film without spoiling it. So, I mean, I only watched it, like, last night because I thought, you know, the opportunity arise, why not? It was that, or... I mean, I only watched Scrooge this morning, just before you arrived, really. Yeah, it's just like, oh, quick, what I want to watch for this episode. <laughs> no, I just thought, well, what what's the most appropriate thing to watch now it's the Christmas holidays? Ah, yeah, it's a horror film. Um, I mean, to be fair, it was that, or I was going to mention uh, Army of the Dead, so... Yeah, I'd probably take Barbarian over Army of the Dead. Yeah, not, I, yeah. I, I don't want another episode mentioning <laughs> Zack Snyder. I mean, that ship's uh, gone and sailed now anyway. But, but um, yeah, Barbarian. I uh, I wouldn't say 7 out of 10, something like that. It wasn't perfect, but it was a good like horror. So Good good to get me in the spirit of Christmas. So. Speaking of the spirit of Christmas, shall we segue into the best films to watch around this time? Yeah, of course. So, would you like to start, or would you like me? Do to you want start? me to start? <laughs> no, do you really no, want me to start? No, I don't want you to start because <laughs> I'll, I'll start off with the actual festive Christmas spirit. I'll um, traumatize the kids. <laughs> so, I mean, I think like one of the best films to always watch around this time is the classics: Home Alone, uh, Polar Express, any form of a Christmas Carol, um, and the Grinch actually. I mean, we can segue into The Grinch a little bit because I guess this is like one of those other classical stories that you always watch around a certain time, a festive spirit. Jim Carrey absolutely smashing another role and the facial expressions is perfect, funny, amazing. And I mean, I guess you could talk a little bit about it being uh, interpreted into a horror story. Yeah, I was about to mention that. I'm like, hey, I can ruin The Grinch for you. It's been turned into a horror called The Meme One by the same guy who played Art the Clown, so... I think that's. I think that is like one of the things that I'm finding like really odd around this time is the fact that like there are a lot of Christmas films currently being released or planned to be released, which base off violence and horror and scares rather than actual like festive like oh Santa's coming I can hear the bells. I think it's to kind of change up the genre a bit because everybody's like I mean there's the classes and all that but it gets done way too much and now people are kind of looking for a different sort of genre within Christmas. It's all that thing where like. It's the same with like Christmas music. It's so hard to make it so perfect to the like in that in that old Christmas spirit because these other classic films have done it so well. It's so hard to recreate that because you're constantly copying something. Yeah. The idea of somebody finding Christmas spirit around Christmas, it always gets pushed back to, oh, it's just a Christmas Carol. And it's every single film becomes a cliche, and it's the same with music as well. But yeah, I feel like that's why they are sort of switching up the genres. But I, I definitely prefer lingering on the, the festive spirit, like, pumping you up to get that Christmas cheer by watching these classic films. I know Andrew differs on opinions. I mean, I don't mind Christmas films. I, there are Christmas films I can appreciate and watch and all that. Like, I love um, Jim Carrey's uh, Christmas Carol. Like, I think that that is probably, like, one of my favourite... Is that the animated one? The animated yeah. one. The favourite versions of A Christmas Carol. And I, I absolutely love The Grinch too. It's just absolutely funny. Um... You know, there's, there's so many Christmas films I, I can like, but, you know, I mean, I'll mention one I do recommend, which... Terrified um, 2. <laughs> yeah, Terrified 2 is not a Christmas film. That's more, <laughs> almost like a Halloween film, which um, ironically is better than Halloween Ends, but not to get, you know... Pol- we're not political. in Halloween anymore. We're, but, not in, um, we're not in Halloween We're not anymore, in Halloween, we're in Christmas, so I'll mention a Christmas horror film, uh, of course. Um, Krampus, if everybody is, you know... At least most people should know who Krampus is. It's basically like anti-Santa. So instead of giving you gifts and all that, if you're being good, he takes away the naughty kids. So in his <laughs> sack and all that, and you'll never see him again. 
Krampus is basically around that. Surrounds a family, kind of like a dysfunctional one around Christmas time. And someone wishing, like, you know, uh, oh, I, you know I never really want to see like most of my family again and all that, which kind of invokes the wrath of this um, urban legend um, back from, like, ancient times, um, Krampus. So it starts slowly preying on the family one by one. So, um, I, I mean, it's a universal one, actually, too. So I thought this was going to be an indie flick, but it was like a... I'm not going to say like a highly produced film but it's like definitely kind of like a little bit of a cheesy universal horror but i quite like it um you know it's something i can just sit down and watch and just be like okay i know the story from this i've watched it all the time but i won't get bored of it because it's just you know it's kind of it's kind of relaxing uh in a weird way <laughs> i mean speaking of like horror around christmas it's not... i think like one early christmas film that i remember which had horror horror elements i, I think it is like the first one I ever was aware of, really. It's one of the first Christmas films I was, I was aware of. And it's called Black Christmas. Black Christmas, yeah, that's a horror. I don't I don't know which year this film was released, because I've only seen it on very rare occasions. Because there's the original and there's a remake, so... I think, I think it might be... There's some... I, the one thing I remember from that is an icicle. And it, I'd never looked at an icicle the same ever again. Yeah. The way that it can be used as a weapon. No, not for me. Yeah, that that definitely put a bit of a nick for Some, Christmas in me. Something about you know, festivity slash things that people are afraid of. Like that's kind of what I like about Christmas horrors because like you take something that people enjoy, but then you take something that people are scared of and you kind of mash it. I'm just like, right, how weird can we get with this? How like you know, like kind of sinister and all that. And I kind of like that's why I like Krampus and Black Christmas. But it's not just all horror films. I'll recommend you know. Um, there's bound to be a, a horror, uh, no, a horror film, stop. <laughs> That's where my mind is at the moment. Um, there's bound to be a Christmas film I can recommend, actually, everybody. Um, which I am going to say... The Polar Express. I love The Polar Express. Polar Express. Basically just a Tom Hanks movie, in my opinion. Um, but Polar Express is one a phenomenal One of the earliest film. memories I ever had of like just watching it was like in like primary school and all that. And like when they actually used to have VHS tapes, like yeah. they used to like we get us on the hall and all that, or in the classroom, they used to pull out the trolleys and then the VHS like TV with the tapes and they'd just pick one out and we had Polar Express. Do you know like the one like the one the one song I remember from Polar Express is a hot chocolate song. The hot chocolate song. And that made me fall in love with hot chocolate. Every single time we used to watch it, my mum used to go into the kitchen, get the whipped cream out, the flakes, the marshmallows, and obviously hot chocolate and make me a hot chocolate with all of that stuff on it. Yeah. And I used to just sit back and listen to that song and watch Tom Hanks be the train conductor, Santa Claus, the homeless guy on the train. He he was that. Wait, just he was a homeless guy on the train. He was yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, he plays a lot of characters in that film. Yeah, and then I can't. I generally do not know that. Wow. Okay. Again, I'm I'm struggling to remember actors' names, but Peter Malak from The Hunger Games, yeah. the actor, he plays a young boy in Polar Express. I only found that out a few, like a few weeks ago, actually. Wow. I always thought, to be honest, that, oddly enough, I always thought Tom Hanks voiced the young boy, and I don't know why. It was always just engraved into my brain. <laughs> the whole cast is Tom I Hanks. I literally always thought that the whole cast was Tom Hanks, except from the annoying kid on the train. Oh, yeah. What, the one with the glasses? Yeah, the one with the glasses. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Did they ever make a sequel? It's just going to be Tom Hanks. It's Honestly, <laughs> bring him back. I'm the Polar Express I'm part two. They you know what? They should make the Polar Express into a horror film. Oh, no. Perfect. 
kids taking kids away on a train. Hot chocolate. You could you could do things with that. I mean, that kind of already sounds a little bit like Snowpiercer, but which I mean, it's not Christmas, but Snowpiercer is like. Um, how do I describe this as in the most minimum thing? Hello, cat. <laughs> Don't you dare. No, no, no coming on the table. Today we are joined by... Uh, Snowy. Snowy. No. Um, no, Snowpiercer, uh, to put it briefly, is about uh, a train that basically goes around the whole globe and all that uh, to keep it going because the whole world has gone to like a sort of like global like meltdown sort of thing but it's like completely freezing so and everybody else is just surviving on this train yeah it's, you know, it's hence snowpiercer but it's kind of like a capitalist sort of thing because like different classes and all the poor people are at the back of the train so kind of it could be a little bit of a dickinson sort of thing but... i feel like it's just easy to make it into a horror film the polar express Everybody's now who's the one who's a horror you just you just go you just go into one of the cabins and it's just tom hanks surrounding you Everybody is Tom Hanks. He even plays uh, Scrooge in that. He plays like the puppet that comes down as well. Yeah. I mean, it's because the homeless guy voices a puppet, but they also cast him as Ebenezer Scrooge, the puppet doll. Yeah. Would you count Narnia as a Christmas film? I sort of do. Because, I mean, I don't know if it's mainly because of snow and like the idea of like the, yeah, like the, the snowy feel of like. You have like these big fur coats, and you have that like um, oil lamp type of thing. Yeah, I def I definitely class it as a um, a Christmas film. I think rather than just a film to watch any time of the year. I do have one question for you. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen it. No, but I haven't. Is Die Hard a Christmas film? Ah, uh, it's been a while since I've watched Die Hard, but I would argue it is a Christmas film. Do you know what Bruce Willis said? What? He went, I want to settle this argument once and for all. It's not a Christmas film. It's a goddamn Bruce Willis film. Oh. <laughs> and then he just, and he just went off stage. <laughs> God. But I don't, I like, I, this is the thing that I love about Christmas is how it's a universal celebration that we all go through and there's all of these classics that we can watch. I guess it is the same with Halloween as well. We always have these classic films that we watch around that time. But I think that's the one thing that I just find beautiful about this time, this period, is that we can talk and discuss about films, whether it is the festive feel or it's horror linked with Christmas or it's just something that we tend to just enjoy and brings us closer together. Yeah. Speaking of which, the other previous few episodes have been remote recordings and this one we are together in the in the spirit of Christmas to record. Yeah. Back again. I'm already sick of him already, but... Um... He isn't, he loves me. There was another film I was going to mention, actually. Ah, uh, what was it now? I think it was. I mean, I could just go ahead and just mention Elf because everybody loves Elf. So, but I mean, it's it's a bit of, it's a bit typical to saying, "Oh, Elf." I'd say Elf is one of my least favorite Christmas films. Mm. I've only seen it once, and I don't want to watch it again. I think it is a little bit overhyped. It was a good film, but the next time the next time I saw the Elf character on screen was the Asda advert that they did. <laughs> I think people just kind of overhype it and kind of like they make the whole personality. Yeah. Like it's just like come on, it's it was a good film, but you don't see me making terrify my whole personality. I'm not walking around with a hacksaw and all that, so stop walking around with it, Alpha. Maybe not terrified, but Zack Snyder. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Otherwise, be walking around with like um... failed universes on your hip. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can appreciate that. Um, no, it's like I'm walking around with the um, the Superman emblem on my chest. 
going like um, or, or Batman going justice, but I'm Batman. Um, no, there was there was another film. What was it? Um, I think another animated film I actually quite liked, which is also a bit of a cheesy one. Um, After Christmas. Is that the animated? Is that an anim- animated one? So it's about um Santa Claus's kid Arthur, one of his kids. Uh, he's like kind of he writes letters back to um like the people that have wrote to Santa and all that, and it's like one kid who's missed out a present. Um, and he's just like, oh, I need to deliver this present. So is that where um Father Christmas looks like the PlayStation One version of Hagrid? Like the animation, like this big bulky guy. He's very bulky, yeah. yeah. And the other brother's more like a military tactics sort of guy. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I have like, seen that. I, I quite like that. It's, it's a, I, either, I either saw all of it or I viewed half of it. I saw all of it. I don't know, that's the thing. It's like, it's so... What defines a Christmas film for you? Is it is it something that represents Christmas? Or is it films that are mainly, like, sometimes released around Christmas? Like, with Avatar 2 recently released, would you class that as a Christmas film? No. So it is more about how it represents Christmas, and like if they had like these different ideologies into it. If it, if it represents Christmas, but also, I think it's like a Christmas film has to kind of be like if it's if if it's something I've seen as like a child or younger than myself, and I've kind of watched it, and it kind of gave me that sort of Christmassy feeling. Um, then it's just like you know, okay, this is automatically a Christmas film. It's something that you know resonates with me. Horror Christmas is a little bit of a different story, but you know, it's same thing. Like I can at least get into. Not exactly the spirit, but it's just like, okay, it's like, oh, it's Christmas time. This is the type of films I want to watch. So, um, yeah. But, I, it, yeah, there's not a straight answer for that, so. Yeah. Uh, Should we get into some film news? It can do. If it's Christmas, is it Christmas film news or is it just going to be... I think we should just do general film news because I know there's news. something on the edge of your tongue which you wish to talk about oh, yeah. for film news. Yeah, definitely film news, which is not a very happy Christmas present for any DC fan or any Henry Cavill fan, actually. So, and this kind of, to be fair, we should have done the DC episode like later on to actually discuss this. But yeah, we were just before we were just before the downfall because everybody's aware of the whole new leadership with James Gunn at DC, and everybody's aware that Henry Cavill should have been in Man of Steel two. Henry Cavill is no longer in Man of Steel two, um, which is. Or the Superman role at all? Yeah, he's no longer in it. So, um, yeah, he's he's not he's no longer Superman at all. So, um, they haven't closed the door fully on him. I don't think though. Not fully, but I just know he's no longer returned to the role. So, um, which is you know they set up like a massive like oh yeah he's returned from Man of Steel two and all that and it's just like yeah no gone now. So, and I think they're planning on rebooting or resetting the whole universe after Flash or Aquaman two, I believe. Yeah. So. It looks like I think the Rock is actually kind of upset about this too because he even followed both. I mean, I mean it's al- allegedly, yeah, allegedly, yeah. Uh, he even followed the uh, Black Adam and Warner Bros. and DC pages on Instagram and all that. Although I don't think he was even following it in the first place. But that was it's like um, me and you joked about last night that the hierarchy of power in the DC universe changed in the way that he wasn't expecting. Yeah, definitely, definitely changed in a weird way, but. With bad news comes some good news, and I'm really happy about this because I am a bit of a fan of this uh, series plus uh, tabletop game. He will be 
I think he's been an executive producer and starring in the Warhammer 40k series for Amazon, which I am so happy about because <laughs> I know he's a ba- massive like nerd about 40, 40k. I'm just think if anyone's like because I, I know like uh, with The Witcher, you know that he there was yeah. like a, probably a specific reason why he didn't even return for that because he, he wanted like to keep keep source material. With this, he can do that because he's going to be an executive producer, so he can keep an eye on everybody. But I know he's like he's a heavy like um, nerd in the 40k universe i'm just thinking if anybody is going to be in the hands of directing this and like producing all that it'll be henry cavill i definitely think like anyone who's a film nerd or even just like a, a casual uh continuous like film watch or tv show they're definitely in mourning of henry cavill at the moment because yeah we've lost him for superman we've lost him as Geralt, but there is still hope because there's still rumors about him possibly taking up the role as bond appearing in marvel and obviously yeah the the new series with Amazon, which yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to. I don't know. That I feel like that's gonna be Warhammer. his best piece of work. If he if he's gonna be a producer on this and he's gonna be you know overlooking all that, he's working with Amazon. I mean, I don't know how much Amazon's gonna get involved. Hopefully, not too much. But if they leave him to his own thing, it could be just as a good success as the boys is. Maybe even better than that. It could be like, it could be like probably the best thing he's done like series wise, and I I really want to see it. But it depends because I know um, uh, Game Game Workshop, um, which is the company, um, I think it is anyway, that does Warhammer, uh, are very like protective over their IP, so it, it might be restricted as to what they can and can't use. But I'm hoping they do stick to some of the law, or at least like all of it. And I really want to see like stuff like the Horus Heresy and all that in live action you will have no idea what i'm talking about i have no idea no needs to be educating so i do i do but i need to start playing 40k um properly but any warhammer fans we'll be happy to hear that he's he's gonna be joining it so um i don't i hope he plays a marine or the maybe uh i don't know who he could play actually maybe horace himself or or the emperor so um yeah, I mean, not? in other film news, Avatar 2 has just released for us. I'm mm-hmm. not too sure on the time frame of when this episode will be released, but it released about three days ago, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, so far from what I've heard and seen, there have been very good reviews for a film that has been released uh, 13 years after the first one. Yeah. Me and Andrew are going to be going watching it within the next week or so. Yeah, in 40 In 40X. 3D. And for, and for a film called The Way of the Water... I'm expecting a shower. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting wet, so... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can turn that function off, you know. I'm keeping it on. So... you got to get the full experience. It's 4D for a reason. Yeah. Although, don't be worried about the water. I'm worried more about your back. Because it's going to be like That's a two-hour film. Like, you know, I went. I remember when I see uh, Batman in 4DX, and my back after that, my God. Um, I know, I it was like a very aggressive watch. massage. Um, but... Yeah the, yeah, the first film I ever watched, and I think it's the only film I've watched in 4DX, was... Aquaman <laughs> and <laughs> I mean it wasn't me that booked it it was my mum she wanted to go watch a film in 4DX and we went to go watch it and we came out soaked and yeah aching limbs aching back I was supposed to be going watching Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker in 4DX but it got booked up very very quickly mm. for concluding the Skywalker it's a good job you didn't so yeah I know, I know but I think that's it for the film news that I have yeah uh, is there any bit, other bits from me actually well, I'm at it. Um, 
I'm pretty sure they they actually said something about Avatar three anyway that it was gonna be like nine hours long. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's only it's only a rumor, but apparently the the current final cut for Avatar three is yeah nine hours long. I think it was. Yeah, I've heard about Avatar four. Apparently, uh, James Cameron used to get notes off the producers and directors and heads of the studios about notes on the scripts and stuff. And I can't repeat what they brought back for Avatar four, but it was no notes. It was just a statement, which. It, I mean, it must be good if James Cameron isn't complaining about it, but they they said one phrase and one phrase only, and it looks like they're looking forward to it. And I, re- I really can't wait to watch the Avatar universe expand. I've, I've heard rumours about it possibly. James Cameron said that at some point we are going to see what Earth is like at some point. Don't know when that'll be, but it's sometime in the future. Yeah, because I always, it was you know I remember when I first saw it, it was like, like I had it on DVD and all that. I've got, I was rewatching it the other night too on Disney Plus. I'm just remembered like this is just it's such an amazing like groundbreaking film. So I'm just really excited for the second one. I'm really excited to see what else comes with this series. So you know you can't. I mean, there's probably like a lot of people that don't like it. I'll just say like, oh, is it irrelevant now? Which I remember the whole like thing with. Uh, I mean, I probably mentioned this probably before actually but the whole end game uh avatar thing about highest box office but it's like it wasn't about that because you could have the highest box office but it doesn't make it a good film did they re-release avatar yeah they re-released avatar afterwards so. i'm surprised i'm to be honest i'm surprised that they didn't do it just before but i mean i guess i don't if think did, highest I, box office makes a film good. i guess i guess if you did like a double feature of avatar and avatar 2 oh. you'd have to have an interval in between <laughs> yeah yeah that and like avatar 3 yeah Imagine if all the five Avatar films got released and then they do a complete feature. Movie marathon. Yeah, right. movie marathon. But I remember they you did what, what, they did a double feature for Infinity War and Endgame. And I almost went to that, but I didn't. You know what we yeah. should have done? Go on. We should have seen if it's just releasing a normal Avatar in Cinema 2. That's so we could have seen Avatar 1. And then go and see and Avatar, Avatar 2. 2. We'll have to look after this. I'm going to have a look, definitely. Because if we can do that, then that'd be sick. We're going to be sat down for like four hours. So. But yeah, I think that's it for the film news, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's everything for this episode. Would um, you like to state the new, the personal news that we have about the podcast? Yeah, okay. So, um, next episode will be the last episode for this series. Uh, I know, I think at one point we'd say episode 20, but, you know, it's getting to the end of the new year now, and I think, like... We're looking at trying to do a lot of new things for Series 2 and all that, so we're looking to end this a little bit earlier just so we can bring you something even better for Series 2 and all that, even more like, you know, there's a lot more things that are going to happen, we've got a lot of things planned. We have a general idea, apparently, we're looking at Spring 2023 for a return, I believe, but we we are looking at expanding it and incorporating social media a bit better in, in expanding it to different platforms such as youtube exactly and you'll finally get to see my face i know if if you look on the instagram account you've already seen andrew's Andrew's beautiful face (laughs) uh stop you flatterer (laughs) Uh, but yeah next episode is going to be the last episode of series one of so what are we watching um so and after that we're not gonna be gone for ages we'll probably be quiet for a bit we might be promoting stuff um but You'll hear back from us properly in spring after episode 15. But, you know, um, I'm going to say this like for the second to last time. If there's, you know, leave in the comments on our social media pages, like at So What Are We Watching, um, the films that you've been watching, um, 
And yeah, until then, we'll see you next time. So, bye. Bye, guys. Thank you.